Five percent, maybe. I'm being nice, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, you was being generous, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man. Um, so uh, what's been? I your... think if we get the, I think if we get the seven percent, we'll be lucky, and we can make difference with seven percent. But I definitely think in the world population of African people, that means on the continent, that mm. means in the Caribbean, that means in North, Central, South America. And the little parts of African people spread in China and um, Australia, wherever we are, yeah. I think that there are only at least 5% of us who are really 5%. aware of what's going on yeah. and who are really actively trying to change what is going on. Some of us may think that we are aware, right? Yeah. And then things like this with Kobe Bryant happen, and then you see how much we're not aware of what's going on. Yeah. Seven percent, yeah, it's definitely five percent. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and, and I want to be clear on this: I'm not Mr. Conscious, Mr. Woke. I don't know everything. Exactly, right? me either. Uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite scholars is Nelly Fuller. Okay. And you know, every time they ask Nelly Fuller something, you know, they say, "How you doing, Mr. Fuller?" And he said, "I'm still learning." Still learning. And you know, he, he always says, "I'm still learning." And so one day someone asked another, "Why do you always say that you're still learning?" He said, "Because every day, yeah, as a black person." Even on the day that you die, you're learning something. Mm. And what you're learning is how it feels to die. Mm. Because no one knows how it feels to die until you die. Until you die. So he said, he, he said, every day as a black person, you should be learning something. Yeah. And that should be your response. If somebody asks you, how are you doing? You say, I'm still learning. I'm still learning, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's a lot of things I picked up. It's like, okay. Look up to W.B. Du Bois, like, ah, oh, he was low-key, like, high-key against what Marcus Garvey was doing or trying to do. I found out that. It's like, damn, like, why the hell did I get this book again? <laughs> it's like, right. but, but yeah, it's well, like, you know, you're going to... You know, um, Du Bois, you know, he had his fault. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll give him the respect to say that, you know, he was wrong. Yeah. Because he could have been one of the greatest 19th century scholars Definitely. that we... into that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that's, that's basically an analysis of what double consciousness means, that everything that uh, uh, you see and feel 
you're in fear, you, you internalize it from the viewpoint of your oppressor. And so you're not validated as an African unless you got European clothes on. Mm, you know, exactly. you're not validated until you move into a European neighborhood, until you have a European spouse, or until you have very light skin, or maybe even European blood. Maybe I want to, hey man, you know my great great grandfather was white. You know, so yeah. that's basically essentially what double consciousness is. You see everything through the eyes of ego to religion. You try to tell a black person, hey man, we need to go to voodoo. Hey, uh, no, he's Christ, my kids, we have voodoo stuff. It's exactly. Like you know, you, yeah. you, you know, that devil stuff. Yeah. You know? People don't understand uh, so, the spirituality before yeah. Christianity. You know what I'm saying? People understand. That's a book I got to get as well. You know, uh, yeah. People understand they, that. They don't understand, they understand it. Yeah, so Double Consciousness was a real serious shoe that he dropped. And that is in the book, um, The Souls of Black Folk, which, okay. is, a, which is a great book. I got to finish and that book. Again, you yeah. Know, yeah, and this is not letting him off the hook because, you know, he did do damage <laughs> to the black community. Exactly. You yeah. know, he brought How you, you feel know? that way? Okay. Elaborate on that. Elaborate on that. Still got bases over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Correct, correct, yeah. Correct. yeah. But with us, you know, we, we dwell on the losses. We dwell on, you know, the mistakes our ancestors made. Don't dwell on it. Learn from it. Yeah. That's the importance of Sankofa. That's the importance of history. To learn from the mistakes. Yeah. Not to dwell on them. Yeah, like, um, you know, and it kind of relates to football. We ain't got no ownership, but you still, t- you still tuning in every Sunday. Like, we ain't got no ownership. Like, and... Yeah, it's like it's something to think about. Like we're making all this money once again. We, we, uh, and then we playing with their money. Like I realized LeBron billion dollar deal. It's not even his. That's not his money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They we lock. You know what I'm saying? It kind of goes back to um, the birth certificate. You know what I'm saying? We kind of livestock. And uh, some people, some people don't even get that or realize that either. You know what I'm saying we their stock. And um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a. Uh, it's definitely hard knowing some of this information too. It's like, damn, like, man, it's hard to sleep sometimes. Like, man, our people, what happened? Like, yeah. But yeah. Well, that's why I tell people make it simple. Because this, 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 this,
Definitely. So when you don't know certain things, your life is a lot less stressful. That right? is true. You feel so good about life. You <laughs> walk through life stupid because you don't know what's going on. Yeah. You're like, man, I'm, you know, you're just, you're just clueless. Exactly. But I can reassure anyone this. And when you get to a level, when you get to a certain level of confidence, life will become bliss again. Mm. See, it's that intermediate stage that gets our people burnt out. So this is what happens. We get a little knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Well. Okay. We get a little knowledge. We get out here in the streets. We try to fight. We try to educate our families. We try to educate our friends. We try to educate our spouse. And they beat us down. They're ignorant. And then we give up with being pro-black. Mm. We see so much going on. We don't see a change in the community. We're like, man, I'm trying my heart. I'm trying my heart. And then we get beat down. And then we go back to being ignorant again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I can reassure you that once you climb past a certain level and you cut people off in your life and you, you're moving in your own space I guarantee you for any African person these things will not bother you anymore appreciate that yeah. you will understand your objective you will understand what your goal is you will understand how to move in the world full of racism like you can when people start going crazy cut like you know when I first started getting this, I've been doing this for about 12 years now okay when I first when I first started getting into this you know uh, especially when I first came out on social media because a lot of people don't know I, I wasn't um Someone who was broke on social media at first. I had a page that I was running, but I would never put post pictures of myself. It was a very popular page, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So, you know, people never really had an opinion of me because they didn't know who I was. They yeah. didn't have any information. But when I became a personality, not their personality, because I became open with myself on social media, when I started doing that and putting my face out there and, you know, peace, peace, black family, the criticism came because now they can see who they hate. Yeah. Now I have a viewpoint of, I like this, I like this nigga, who this nigga think he is. But mm-hmm. before, when I wasn't putting my face out there, they didn't have anybody to criticize. Yeah. And so, those things used to bother me before when I started putting my face out there. And I was like, yo, I'm saying good things for people. I'm trying to educate the people. Why are they cussing me out? Why are they hating me? And that used to bother me because I was yeah. still at an intermediate stage. Yeah. But when, when I rose above that level and got to the to, to where I believe is getting close to you know, being more conscious of whatever case may be, because you're never fully conscious. Okay, but yeah. getting more conscious, it doesn't bother me anymore. I think, ah, oh, what, what it does now, it's a reflection of their ignorance. It's a reflection, you know, John Henry Clark has a saying. Okay, and yeah. And I'm going on real fast. Yeah. And he says, the more you speak, the more you show how unread you are. So the more people will cut me out and say things, oh, you stupid, you wrong, it shows me how much they have read about racism, and white supremacy. Exactly. And so that's when I started realizing, oh, they don't know. Yeah, they I'm don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people don't know. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My people don't know. Some of them don't <laughs> don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, definitely, man. I gotta look into all those books. Yeah, like, and um, Doctor Clyde Anderson, man. Definitely, I gotta. Get uh, some of his books, man. Um, I think this book called, uh, I think, 30, 30 Little Secrets or something, books books like that. And then, of course, uh, Power, Power, Powernomics, you know, um, definitely, man. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, we, we condition some, some individuals smiling, you know, got white coworkers like, damn, if they only knew some truth, just, just some truth, not, not even the whole truth, just. It's a little truth, like, because <laughs> I know how they are. Like, I definitely study. I'm a student. Like, I understand. I understand how they move. But yeah, 
Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, everybody can't read and internalize something. You know, the, uh, the brain functions, the brain is a very strange machine. Oh, true. But let alone, <laughs> it, it, it is a machine. Yeah. And so people process things differently. Mm-hmm. And so someone can read a book and internalize that book and be able to utilize that information. Yeah. Someone else can read the same book. And what's so crazy is someone can read the same book and, and the person who read it before them will highlight all the things in the book that will make sense. Yeah. And they will read the highlighted portion and they will get through the book and not internalize it the way the person who first read the book, you know, uh, 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 internalized it. Yeah. Some people can watch a YouTube video of Colin Mahama or Dr. Amos Wilson and yeah. be like, whoa, my life has changed. Some people cannot sit through a YouTube video. Yeah. You know, some people can see a meaning. So, you know, you have to find what works for you. Yeah. You have to find what works for you. The ultimate goal is black empowerment. Exactly. You know, black strength, black unity. So whether you read the books or not, whether you watch the YouTube or not, whether you come to the lectures or not, the ultimate goal should be the same. And and, and we shouldn't, you know, if you, if you got one conscious book, you got no conscious book. The, the, the ultimate goal is, do you see the bigger picture? Are exactly. you aware of what's going on and how can you internalize it? So I don't ever want to, you know, I have a lot of books, but I don't ever want to shame anyone for not having a book. Exactly, yeah. You ain't got no, no, no book. Some people Some love audio books. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some people love audio books, correct? Yeah. But we also must understand too, and in the same token, these books are also how our elders and our, our ancestors were feeding their families. So sometimes when you do purchase the book, it's definitely good to support, even if you might not read the book, give it to somebody else. Yeah. But um we shouldn't we shouldn't book shame anybody or YouTube shame anybody. Yeah. And the ultimate goal and objective is are we on the same page when it comes to African liberation and uh, black empowerment? Definitely, man. Um, so, uh, can you run some uh, uh, a list of some of the books that um, pretty much opened your eyes and you know, or co- for constant growth? What what's some books um, that uh, pretty much put you on game and you know, pretty much kept you going? Okay, yeah, sure, for sure. So, um, let me see. One of the first books I had to that I did read was my sister soldier book. Okay. The coldest winter ever. Okay. Yeah. And that book, she doesn't she doesn't necessarily force the consciousness down your throat. Okay. But she gives it to you through the character of winter. Mm. And she shows you how winter is so materialistic and how winter is so caught up in this idea of the game. And she's trying to be something that she's not. And okay. so that was one of the first books I read when I was incarcerated. I was incarcerated for about three years. Okay. About, yeah, about three years. And then I read I read that book. Um, it, it opened my eyes a little bit to materialism. So when I came home, I wasn't too much on materialism. Okay. But it was an African-American brother, an ADOS brother, foundational black American brother that I met in Virginia. Okay. And if I ever meet this brother again, I, I, I got I to bow down to this brother and give him a Nigerian greeting. Okay. I have to give this brother a Europe greeting because he changed my total of um, who and what I am because some of you may not know I'm, I'm Haitian okay. my mother is Haitian yeah. and uh, my father is uh, from the continent uh, but he was raised in Haiti okay and so I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, uh, what they would call a, a first generation Caribbean uh, person okay and so you know uh, consciousness wasn't really big in my family like that because you know for the most part we don't have that access to that you know I tell everybody all the consciousness is in the African American community 
Mm. Now, we do have our scholars here and there, but when you think about the main scholars, they're African-American. You yeah. know? Uh, so, I was working at Walmart, and this brother, uh, his name was Apocalypse, that was his rap name, I can't remember his real name. Okay. Uh, and, and him and I used to chill on lunch and talk and things like that. And I think I made an offhand comment. And I said something to the effect of, um, yeah, but I'm Haitian or something like that. And he was like, what? He was like, well, you black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm black. But I'm Haitian. He was like, no, black is black. You just black. Yeah, we won tribe. And he gave okay. me, yeah, we won tribe. And yeah. he gave the book Willie Lynch. Now, I, mm. that, I never heard of Willie Lynch. Never knew nothing about Willie Lynch. Yeah. Nothing. I was oblivious to it. He gave me the book. I read it. And I've seen Willie Lynch in the community. And this goes back to what I said earlier about people can internalize things. Yeah. And as I read the, the small book, because Willie Lynch is not big at all. Yeah. Uh, I, read, I read the book. I started seeing things in our community and in our family, even in, even in the Asian community. And I was like, yo, this is really fucking deep. And it's like a 13 page book, but that was the book that sparked everything to me. Yeah, okay. Besides, besides the Sister Soldier book. And so then me and his brother started getting deeper. He brought me to his house. You know, he let me read some of his books and things like that. And from then on, it was like a, a, a spiral downhill. So after um, Sister Soldier's book, The Coldest Winter Ever, obviously Willie Lynch, and then after that, uh, Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome by George DeGruy. Mm. Uh, then after that, uh, Dr. Amos Wilson, uh, Black on Black Violence, mm. um, Shalazar Ali, The Black Man's God to Understanding the Black Woman, salute, salute. Versus, The Black Woman's God, yeah, um, then after that, you know, uh, Black Economics, Claude Anderson, uh, Pan-Africanism for Beginners, uh, man, it was just something, Malcolm Nexus, Autobiography, oh, salute to Malcolm, um, yeah. Medical Apartheid, Message to the Black Man, um, Bro, I, I, I've read so many conscious books since those two books yeah. that it's just amazing. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, utterly ridiculous. Yeah, but um, the show to that brother, man, made an ancestors walk with that brother because that brother saved my life. Definitely. Um, and saved my spirit and introduced me to what it means to be African. Like, I knew I was African, but I never internalized being African. Let me, let me tell you what I mean by internalizing okay. being African. I would see kids on TV in Africa or in Haiti, and I'm Haitian, yeah. and I would not connect that pain to me. Mm. Okay. It wouldn't connect. It, it wouldn't connect at all. Like, I'd be like, oh, man, that messed up what's happening in Haiti, but that, it got to be it. Yeah. But then I started realizing when I got conscious that I am Haiti. Exactly. I am, I am Africa. I am, I am Africa, New yeah. Orleans. I am New Orleans during the, during the, uh, the flood, you know? Yeah. And so... That's what I mean. I had to internalize being African because being African is is, is a mindset, Definitely. not a not a birthplace. It's a mindset. That's deep. You know, so yeah. So yeah, that brother, that brother rebirthed an Africanness in me. You know, so shout out to that brother, man. Yeah, it's so uh, it's so many distractions for the people out here. I understand some brother can't sit down and read a book. It's, and I know this is kind of hard for me to get back into reading books, you know, uh, doing all this research and all that. But, yeah, first book I finished was uh, The Miseducation of the Negro and then, uh, and then um, several other books um, and audio books as well. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely always it's always something to learn, definitely. And um, yeah, people do process uh, information different, and I'm noticing that. And I'm trying to get used to how to 
give them some food for thought. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, definitely. Because uh, I had conversations with people, uh, you know, uh, the moon landing. Like, was it? Was it? You know, you know, was it real or fake? And like, it's, it's like several conversations I had with some people, and some people ain't open minded, or you know, or just just haven't came to that conclusion that, to question everything. You know, yeah, definitely. You know, for me, for me, this is, this is, this is, again, seeing things from an African worldview. So when someone comes, because I get those questions a lot, brother, how do you feel about the moon landing? Yeah. And you know what I do? I reverse the question on them. Yeah. I say, fuck worried about if white people got to the moon. Why are we worried about when we going to get to the moon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. We yeah. should be worried about why didn't we get to the moon yet? Why, or why are all the materials that took these crackers to the moon coming out of the ground? Exactly. Soil. Soil. Well, why are we worried about the mine that took? Because remember the movie, um, what was it called? The movie, uh, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Was about the black women yeah. who helped NASA get into space. So why are we worried about the natural resources that they take out of Africa to put these crackers in the moon and the mines that is being used to do so as well? Told him, hey, did, did you see any stars? <laughs> and I left it at that. <laughs> but yeah. television <laughs> tell live vision yeah the media man controls the minds of the masses you know what I'm saying definitely mm-hmm. definitely man yeah it's time to detox <laughs> yeah man appreciate you brother and definitely we, we definitely definitely gotta have several you know even more conversations definitely man definitely appreciate it I appreciate you for having me on this platform if you are a listener right now you're going to be in the Atlanta area in area in February uh, 2020. Uh, we're having a lecture again. I just want to reiterate this. Uh, me, Brother Quasi, and it's being put on by Cody Black. Um, we would definitely want you to come out and support. Again, I'm not. I'm somebody who's unapologetically African, and yeah. all my political views are not um, political because I'm not a politician. All yeah. my all my worldly views are not uh, PC because I'm an African. Yeah. And so, if the world is dominated by white supremacy, then my views of the world have to go against uh, against the world at times. So, if you're coming out, understand that I'm not going to play the fiddle with you. I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, yeah. I'm not. I, just, I can't hold your hand through this process because everyday Africans are dying. Exactly. Are dying by the dozens. Yeah. Somewhere right now in Washington, D.C. or in Chicago, some that young black boy is getting his brain thrown out. We got, we got Queens. By, by Europeans, but, but modeled for an African. Yeah, we got several Queens missing to this day. Like, people, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't have time to play the fiddle with you. Appreciate but you, brother. Coming out, we would we would appreciate your support. We would appreciate people going to eventbrite.com and purchasing a ticket. They can purchase a ticket. The name of the uh, lecture is again uh, my oh, my alpha. Excuse me, the blood that binds us from my alpha to Sankofa. Mm. So y'all can purchase a ticket. Type in brother Hassan. You type in brother Crazy or Coda Black. It should come up in Eventbrite. Purchase a ticket. We would appreciate you coming out to Atlanta, all the surrounding states and cities. Please come on and show up, man, because this information that we're providing is to change our worldview. And once we change our worldview, we can change our political status. Once we change our political status, we change our economic status. Once we change our economic status, we change our world status. Mm. And so that's where it starts, that we're planting seeds. It's not about us to get up here and make money and, 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 and shine and show people how smart we are, but yeah. to change our environment on Ubuntu. I am because you are. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't be successful in, in the African worldview unless you are successful. Yeah. What you know, I can't be righteous. I have children. I'm not sure, you know, if you have children, but I have children. Mm-hmm. My children Understood. need the world to survive in. Yeah. And so, so I am because you are. Mm. And that's why we do the work that we do, brother. But I appreciate you again, brother, consciousness for having me on your platform, yeah. brother. Will, will, the, um, will the event be filmed or as well or not? Or? Well, uh, I know Cody Black is filming it. I'm not sure okay. if they're going to do it in, in documentary style, the same way I did it. Okay. But I know they're going to film it. And um, when it's out, I'll definitely you know let people know where to support it and how to support it. All right, man. Definitely appreciate you, brother. You know what I'm saying? This is a one of several conversations. Definitely, man. Appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you as well, brother. All right. Peace, peace. Positive energy peace. activates constant elevation. Peace.